Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. So today we have a very special guest and friend of ours. Matra is here on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, we are so excited to have you on. And this is going to be a really great episode. So if you want to just start with talking about your journey, um, into physical therapy, how you got into it, and where you are today. Okay, so basically how it all started out was another cliche story about someone that got hurt and went to PT and all that jazz. So basically, I've been an athlete my entire life, so I've been surrounded by injuries all the time. Um, and since I was younger, I've always been naturally good at science and good at like anatomy and things like that so I always knew that I wanted to work like in healthcare but I wasn't really sure what arena of healthcare that I wanted to go into so fast forward to high school I tore my ACL and my ACL was torn 70 percent and my doctor was a more conservative doctor so he was like you're pretty young it's not completely torn, even though it's majority torn I think that there's a chance that it might be able to heal on its own so if you want we can just try physical ther therapy for an extended number of weeks. We did 12 weeks and we can see if it's healing or we can just go straight to surgery. And since I was younger and kind of like weary about surgery, I was like, let's try the conservative way and let's try physical therapy. I had never done it before. I wasn't even sure exactly what it was. Um, but I went, I had a great therapist. Um, I saw like how many athletes were there and I saw some patients like come in and they weren't able to walk and then they were leaving even better than they came in. And I saw how I progressed through my rehab. And by the end of the 12 weeks, I went back to my doctor and my doctor was like, well, your ACL is completely healed. And that never happened. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Like I'm, I'm already an athlete. So I'm like naturally drawn to exercise. I'm good at science and I love anatomy. So it was just a pretty much the right thing happening at the right time in the right place. And it started off that way, but then I made up my mind, like, okay, I'm going to go into physical therapy. And I graduated school and I started doing like my observation. And originally it started out as me, oh, I want to be around athletes or I want to be around exercise. But then when I started observing in the clinic, what I realized really drew me to PT was the fact that it gave people their independence back, if that makes sense. Like everybody wants to be able to do things on their own without feeling like they're a burden or someone else or relying on other people to help them do things. And I saw a lot of people complain about that while they're in physical therapy and leave like so happy and proud of themselves that they're able to, you know, get out of bed by themselves, shower by themselves. I don't have to call my husband and help me put on my shoes. So that was the aspect that really, really drew me to the field. 
I that love was a very that. that was a very long-winded answer <laughs> no no it's not at all oh my gosh it's only been like 30 seconds or a minute it feels long when, you're, <laughs> when we're over here interviewing you but yeah. <laughs> that was great and that's I, a so whole cool. spiel I love it and now that you're in PT school so so take the listeners through a little bit about your journey so far um now that you have started physical therapy school Mm -hmm. So when I first got into physical therapy school, it, it took me a while to get into physical therapy school. I originally wanted to just have um, like one gap year, but one gap year turned into three gap years. And that wasn't supposed to happen, but here we are. Um, and so I get into uh, PT school and I'm already a little bit um, self-conscious or like not as confident because it took me so long. So I already have like this burden that I've put on myself, like, it took me so long to do this, maybe I'm not cut out for it, or, you know, maybe I don't belong here, or, and I felt like, you know, I'm older than everybody, everybody else has just graduated, I've been out of school for three years, and it's been so long since I've been in school, so I don't know if I still know how to study anymore, and so that was me initially getting into school. Um, I got into, I got into school, we started, um, I started feeling a little bit more comfortable, like, I know what I'm doing, but I still quite don't feel like I have the hang of it. I still feel like I'm drowning most of the time, but I'm managing. Um, so it wasn't so bad, but it was definitely like high stress and high anxiety, like adjusting to the, the load of the schoolwork and the load of time management. Um, I didn't feel like the material was super hard, but I just felt like I have to know a million things in five seconds and how am I going to do this? But with time and with a really, really good study group um, and just, you know, putting in the hours and putting in the work, eventually, like I started to get the swing of things and feel a lot more comfortable. Um, so I'm in my second year now, but my first term, I, I say that that's my, that was my absolutely hardest term just because the adjustment was so much. Like my first term, I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and so then we get into my second term and I'm like, okay, I feel you know a bit more comfortable. Now we're getting into the classes that um, they're, not, they're not so much like the, the weed out classes. They're more like the classes where you start to feel like an actual therapist. So I get into those classes and it's like, oh, I don't necessarily have to memorize like all this stuff is connecting it's all making sense and I feel a lot more comfortable with the material and then by third term and fourth well I, I'm just in fourth term now but by third term now I'm feeling really comfortable like okay I have the hang of this like I know what I'm doing I'm not as nervous to go into practicals I'm not as nervous when I go in to take my exams I know how to study I know how to time management and so now I'm starting to get to the point where I feel super comfortable um, with the material that we're learning yeah, that's awesome. And for everybody listening who just started and you feel like first semester is kicking your butt or if you're finished and you're like, well, crap, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Just mm -hmm. know that as you go through it, you know, you, you get down your study habits, you find a study group and you get in your routine mm -hmm. of having all this material. And like you said, just having so little time to uh, really get into it, but it's the repetition. And it does get better. I was telling some of the first years in my program, I'm like, I know this sucks right now, but it gets better. <laughs> and it somewhat gets challenging, but it's also a little easier, like you said, because you're more comfortable. You're not as nervous when you go into practicals or exams. So it's just, it takes time. Exactly. I always, um, every 
first term that comes in. So I'm a part of the tour guide board. So I work with all the students that come in for their interviews and we give them tours and we do panels and kind of just talk to them one-on-one -on -one about what to expect coming into um, PT school. So when the first years come in, I'm one of the people that always meets with them. And I always, always, always tell them that it, the material doesn't get easier, but you get better at managing it. So it feels a lot easier, even though it's not, but it's just you finally learning how to adjust and how to deal with it and not feeling overwhelmed by the load of everything and that's nice to know like whoo because there were some times <laughs> when i was like am i gonna make it through this semester or not but yes it's nice to be in a place now where, where i feel a little bit more comfortable and knock on wood we'll see how things go this next term <laughs> you got it you can <laughs> this, is the, this is the easier part not easy just easier <laughs> because exactly. like you said, you're better like everyone's getting better right exactly just just a little bit but still keeping me on my toes for sure but now i feel like i can roll with the punches definitely you've adjusted and mm -hmm. i think that's the toughest part so for the people listening who are just now starting mm -hmm. what would you say like what helped you get through some of the toughest moments in the beginning of pt school so let me see well, help me get through the toughest moments. I think in my general life experience, I've dealt with quite a few tough situations. And just thinking back on those tough situations and realizing like, I've been through harder stuff than this, or I've been here before and I managed to get through it before. So there's no reason for me to stress and wondering if I'm gonna get past this point when I've done it before. It's kind of like, yeah, this sucks, you know, I've, but I've ridden this bike before. So I know that I'm going to get to point B. It's just a matter of me continuing to stay focused, continuing to, um, you know, do my work and stay disciplined and knowing that that's going to get me to the next finish line. Um, I think that in PT school, a lot of students get anxiety because there is so much pressure to make certain grades. And there is so much pressure to do well because you want to be a good clinician, um, you want to be a good student, um, you want to you know make yourself proud, your family proud, your professors proud. But I think for me, I like to think in, of things in terms of like as long as I'm doing the work, I'm always going to get to the next point. I'm always going to get to the finish line. Now, if I don't do the work, then you know that's my fault and that's my responsibility. I'll have to take accountability for that. But as long as I'm doing, putting in the work, I'm going to get to the next finish line. It, it has not filled me in. Does that make sense? Yeah. That <laughs> is, no, it does. And that is so important to know because sometimes you think all of the work that you put in, all the hours of studying, and you see that it doesn't pay off with, you know, an exam or two. And you're wondering, okay, what am I not doing? Am I not grasping the concepts correctly? Or yeah. what is it? But um, in those cases, that's when you approach your professor or a graduate assistant and say, hey, this is yeah. what I'm struggling with. Um, but like you said, yeah, if you're putting in the work and you're getting the results, then, mm -hmm. and you're learning it too, then, yeah. um, then that's it. But um, I'm curious to know, has there been anybody in your cohort uh, mm -hmm. that has not made it through the first term? Um, we, yeah, we had a couple people that didn't make it through the first term because of various reasons, whether it may have been 
not being able to adjust to the load as quickly or family issues that cause them to have to take a little bit of a break from school. Um, so we have had a few students that hadn't, haven't made it through um, and continued on with the class, but eventually they, you know, continue to work and they constantly readjusted and they were able to make it through with the next class. So unfortunately that does happen, but I think as long as you keep going and you don't give up, um, regardless of what, when you graduate, it's just the point that you're, you know, getting to the finish line and you are graduating. I love yeah. that because there are a lot of people who need to hear that because yeah. the first semester kicks ass and then yeah. they feel like they're alone in it. And that's yeah. like the worst place to be. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, it's that's I, I think that I would feel so defeated in that situation. Um, but I and I know some people, some of my close one, one or two of my close friends that um, maybe didn't make it through, not in my program, but in another program, they didn't make it past the first term or they made it to the second term, but they had to be held back um, in that same term. And when I talk to them about it, I'm just like, you know, things happen. Um, sometimes it doesn't pan out exactly how you want it to be. But if you give up now, you're just going to end up exactly where you were before and you've already done all this work. So you just have to constantly readjust and figure out, you know, where you can improve and not try to do the same thing and get the get a different result. So as long as you're constantly readjusting, figuring out where you can tweak things just so you can do a little bit better each time, it doesn't matter when you finish, it just matters that you finish. Good quotes all around. You just like spurted <laughs> out three of them. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, and for those people listening who maybe aren't familiar with what you started, what was it? When was that? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. You're, when did you start your scholarship? I'm blanking too. I think that was in It was like May. May. It was like last, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it was in May, yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about uh, what you started back in May. Okay, so in May, I had actually had this idea for about, um, for about a full semester. And I was thinking like, when I was applying to PT school, it was so expensive. I literally had like my own full-time job. And then I was in a school at a community college to retake some of my classes. And then I had like two part-time jobs because I was like, I need extra income to pay for my application fees. And I remember it just being so expensive. And I started to think like, if there could be a way to help lighten the financial burden for some students because I'm like fortunately for me I was able to have two part-time jobs that allowed me to pay for PT school or well pay for the application fees um, but I know everybody else doesn't have that same um, opportunity so I just started to think like if there was something that I could do to make the load a little bit lighter then I thought well you know what if I started like a sponsorship I'm gonna try to help four students two students um actually pay for like Magoosh or some type of program to help them prepare to take the GRE so that they can apply. And then I want to help two students actually pay for for their application fees. And I'm like thinking like, I really don't know if people are going to donate to this, you know, um, everybody might not, you know, identify with it or that might not have been everybody's situation to be able to relate to. So I was very, very weary about doing it. But the the, the idea just never left my mind and it kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. So finally I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And if it flops, at least I tried. <laughs> so um, I had my, I think it was our spring break, which 
was about weeks. And I started planning everything over the two weeks, like the flyer that I'm going to use, um, what I'm going to use to help uh, to help students apply to it, how I'm going to promote it, and things like that. And finally, when my break was over, I'm like, okay, school's starting. Um, this is the perfect time because we're getting, you know, a couple months before when um, PTCast opens. So I'm like, the time is now. Let me just go ahead and do it. And if it sucks, you know what? At least I tried. And so I launched it on Instagram and I was overwhelmed by the support that it got. Um, I was only supposed to help four students. I ended up being able to help 14 students. I was only trying to raise $750 and I ended up raising like $2,200, which is ridiculous. I couldn't believe like how many people connected and how many people donated. That was unbelievable. And it was so exciting for us to watch that too and just to see how many people do relate and how many people you helped in that process just by going for it and like you said the worst that could happen is it flops like at least you tried and right. you succeeded you, you surpassed your expectations yeah like I even when I think of it now it, it still amazes me it still amazes me because I really in my mind I was like this isn't gonna work like yeah it's a decent idea but I'm like it's not going to be that many people to identify with it. And I think that's the reason why I kept the number so low. Like I was like $750, it's a lot of money, but you know, it's if at least 15 people donate, we can probably get to that amount. And I didn't realize how many other people felt the same way, like realizing that applying to PT school is super expensive. And because so many people related to that, they were like, you know, let me throw in some cash. It might not be much, but it'll be helping another student because I remember when I went through the same situation. Oh yeah. And yeah, just seeing that so many people benefited from that. I mean, helping 14 students is absolutely incredible. And are you going to do this again for next year? Yeah. So since it was so successful, I definitely want to try to make it an annual thing. Um, this time around, I'm actually working with another PT student. She, well, she's a graduate now. She's a doctor of physical therapy now, but she'll be um, working with me on it because she had a similar idea. So we'll both be collaborating to help hopefully make it a lot bigger um, this time around and be able to help even more students apply to PT school. Yeah, for sure. And for everybody listening, uh, we also have a scholarship and you were the recipient or the there is it the recipient yeah okay <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. Um, for, for the gratitude scholarship as well so that was really exciting and we were so proud of everything that you were doing and there I was I was so excited that whole like two weeks was just like I was like on cloud nine because I wasn't expecting any of this to happen at all. I literally remember filling out the application. I'm like, I'm probably not going to win, but hey, I'm not going to win if I don't try at all. So let me at least try. Um, but yeah, I was so honored to receive y'all's very first scholarship. I couldn't believe it. And that scholarship help, helped me so much. It literally, literally came at the perfect time. So thank you guys so much because I wouldn't have been able to be helped in that way if it wasn't for you two. 
Oh, thank you. And sorry, guys, I just interrupted. You totally got really fuzzy for a minute. Can you say that one more time, Gabby? I heard you say the word recipient, but you like went robot. You were like recipient <laughs> as you went through. Yeah, I was going to say it got fuzzy. I was like, uh oh, this is not good. Um, <laughs> but I'll just repeat that whole thing. So we also had a scholarship as well, and you were the recipient of the first gratitude scholarship. So that was awesome. And we were so proud of you for everything because it, it showed and the way you impacted so many people. I'm so glad we were able to, um, to give you, give you that. Do you guys want me to say my part again? I heard you. You were good. <laughs> yeah, you were good. What I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say is I think that it's really exciting for for everybody wanting to give back right now. Like you're giving back to pre-PTs and next year's gonna be even better. And I think it's really cool that, you know, next year for us as well, like we can all collaborate together to promote, you know, helping other students, whether they're pre-PTs, whether they're current students. Yeah. Because how much money did you spend on applying to PT school, if you don't mind me asking? if you have a general number um i at least i can't remember the exact number but at least like when you think about taking the gre taking the prep course to prepare for the gre all my application fees and then each school had like supplemental fees not each school but a lot of schools had supplemental fees on top of their original pt gas fees and then there was the cost of mailing <laughs> some of the um, supplemental fees to each school. So I would say at least around a thousand dollars, I would say. And that's just one year. And I have three years. So yeah, it was definitely a, a pretty penny. Oh yeah. I was just up. I mean, it it definitely can get over a thousand dollars most likely it is especially if to take if you have to take mm -hmm. the gre multiple times or if you have to send uh your scores to more than five schools that they allow you to send for free right. i know that was my issue and i that's 25 i think it ended up being i want to say 21 it was definitely in the 20s mm -hmm. for each additional school that you added and it was just it's insane and just knowing that there is something out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, all students, whether you're a pre-PT student, know that there are, you know, are scholarships out there, but then also many more. Um, and yeah. you don't, uh, you know, get a huge hit. Financial, it is tough. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, talking to, this was kind of another thing that kind of just, pushed me into going ahead and doing it. There was a student on Instagram and she was telling me um, pretty much about her general life situation and her financial situation. She's like, you know, I want to apply to more schools, but I can only afford to apply to like three schools. And we all know that when you're applying to PT school, each school might accept like 30 to 50 students. And so they might get like six, 700 applications. So when you do that percentage, the odds are so 
so it's kind of hard of getting accepted. So when she told me that she was only applying to three, I was like, oh, that's kind of low. Like, not saying that you won't get in because you very well could. I do know some people that have applied to one school and they got into that one school. Um, but for me, I didn't feel comfortable only applying to such few schools. So I applied to like seven or eight just to increase my chances of getting in. Which makes it more expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Side note, I'm going to turn my video off because this game really fuzzy for me. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm still here. I'm just going to see. Can you still hear me if I turn this off? Is that acceptable? Yeah, I yeah. can hear you. Perfect. Um, yeah. What I was going to say is um, that's a very good point, obviously. People can only afford to apply to so many schools, and that could be a huge limiting factor. Um, and a lot of time that you're just not in school, and it can be really frustrating. Yeah. And um, I spent at least $3,000. Yeah. Find PT schools because I applied to 18 over the course of two years. Yeah. And I know that's yeah. not uncommon. Yeah, I know a lot of students that apply like multiple times. Like for me, for instance, I I I said it could be a thousand to twelve hundred for one year and I applied three years. So that's around, you know, thirty five hundred dollars right there just applying. I haven't even gotten into school yet. So I can definitely relate to you on that. Oh yeah. And for PT school, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> Gabby and I have a goal. And I know we've said this goal before, but it was also in the beginning of our, our partnership and business and podcast. Um, our goal was to have enough money for our scholarship that we created to pay for one student's entire semester. That was the initial idea. And then the goal, we're like, well, yeah. potentially, like that's long term. <laughs> Maybe this year we'll get five thousand yeah. dollars. And although we didn't yeah. get the five grand, I'm so happy we hit at least a thousand dollars. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad that it could make a bit of a difference, even a little bit. You know, that can pay for a lot of things. Yeah, definitely for sure. Like, hey, I was I was so happy to receive that thousand dollars. It didn't matter if it was two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. Like. At that time, I literally needed a little bit more help for school, and it literally came at the perfect time, regardless of how much it was. So just the fact that you all were able to raise that much money, like, you really don't realize how helpful that was to me at that time. So I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. And, you know, like you said, I mean, any amount, no matter what it is, it, it helps and it can go towards many things. And, you know, we're, we're excited to see uh, where, where both futures are headed. And I know next year it's going to be bigger and better. And, mm -hmm. oh, man, it's, it's going to be so amazing. But um, so getting into students who are, you know, about to start, well, some students are about to start. I know, um, I know a few students who are starting next Monday. For current PT students, what piece of advice would you give to them? Or the biggest piece of advice you would you have so far? So for current students, so I'd say for sure that in PT school, students have a very bad habit of comparing themselves to other students. Um, and students get competitive. I've heard a lot of students from different programs say that you know, their classmates are really competitive and it makes them insecure if someone gets a grade better than them or things like that. And so and that was me at a time. When I first started school, like 
everyone's so smart. Like everyone's so smart. And when this one, every, like 10 people are like, oh, I got an A. And I'm like, oh, I barely got a B over here. Like it, it makes you lack confidence. And um, that had me feeling down for some time. But I think I got tired of like comparing and I got tired of like feeling insecure. And I started my, this little motto where I say that progress is better than perfection. So for me, instead of me trying to get a 100 score every time and then being let down every single time because what are the odds that I'm going to make a 100 on every single exam? It's probably pretty slim. So as long as I'm making a better score than the last exam, then I'm happy with that because I know that I was able to readjust to make an improvement moving forward. And I think the best step towards perfection is improvement. If you can improve every single time, it would be better for your confidence and it would be better for um, your study habits and uh, you know as a whole for you to strive towards progression because that's just going to help you a little bit more in the long run if that makes sense so yeah that's what I always tell the current students like don't try to be perfect because you're going to let you're going to be let down every time and you're going to kill your confidence if you're trying to be perfect every single time or if you're constantly worrying about what other students are doing when you can just focus on your own progress and every time your progress you're getting a little bit closer to your goal every time i'm clapping over here it's really quiet sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that was great it's so important and we talk about this all the time quit the comparison game first and foremost quit the imposter syndrome secondly uh you can have it initially build a bridge get over it and move on from there because you cannot continually do that to yourself. It's really like mm -hmm. hard on your mental health um, to be doing that. So I think yeah. that's amazing advice yeah. for people starting school right now or currently in school. Yeah, I hope it helps. I hope it helps someone because if I would have had someone to tell me that when I first started school, I probably would have been a lot less stressed starting out. But here we are. You got to you got to get there at some point. So no matter how you get to it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And I feel like now I kind of felt this way over my summer semester. Now that we're, you know, in our second year, and we've gone through a lot of midterm week, final week practicals. It's like, I don't even I just don't worry about it or don't compare myself anymore. And I just I know what I need to do. But I'll, I'll be super transparent. This finals week was probably the least amount of studying I've done. And it was, Same. It, was it was more of if you put yourself in a, you know, a good position the first half and or a class, you're able to drop the final exam, which has never happened before. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you'll you get comfortable, comfortable with it. And you know how you are, you know, if there's high stakes, but it was just you know, like you said, it really wasn't that bad. It's yeah. not that bad, honestly. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I, I learned that actually this term, if you do really well at the beginning, and I'm not telling anyone to slack off at the end, but sometimes <laughs> at the end of the term, like you are so tired and burnt out. Like if you slack a little bit, like it doesn't matter as long as you do pretty well and pass the class and move on to the next section, it's fine. But if you do really, really well at the beginning, you will not, you will be way less stressed at the end because you're not like, 
oh my god I need an 87 to pass the class like nobody wants to be in that situation at the end so I think that's great advice Gabby thank you yeah I it was pretty much the last two weeks of my semester and I I was just I was done I I couldn't do it I was like <laughs> sorry guys not happening but like you said you just you know put in the work and in the beginning and you'll it will pay off so for sure yes it will and I do want to point this out too we didn't even say this we'll have to have people um, edit this and put it earlier in the episode but um, the reason we chose you mantra I don't know if we really went into this for the scholarship um, it was just because you had such big vision oh no did I freeze on you am I back could you, sorry could you hear me uh, it's breaking up here in the episode, but the reason we chose you mantra for the scholarship is because you took action Like you did what you said you were gonna do you had a huge vision to help other people and I mean it was just really inspiring for us to see and I think it's so inspiring for other people and I hope other people listening will kind of like use you as an example because you have vision you took action and you helped a bunch of people in the process. So I just want to say big applause, big kudos to you. And thank you so much for putting yourself out there. Oh, thank you so much. I, I feel the same way, actually. Like, um, I think sometimes people have ideas and the idea will be so big that they think like, I can never pull this off, which is what I thought also. But I was just like, let me just, you know, at least just try. And so I hope the the per people listening now will kind of realize that I tried and it worked out for me. So you can do the same thing and it can work out the same or even better for you. So hopefully that motivates someone else to um, do the same thing and try to help more students as well. Yeah, for sure. And if you're a student and have an idea, a crazy idea, go for it. Or message, message anybody, um, use your social media platform or reach out to us and you're like hey this is a crazy idea and mm -hmm. if it's if it's to help students and you are really passionate about it then go for it because you never know like you said you didn't expect for um for this to be where it is today and it's only going to get better and bigger and better so Right. And same for you guys. I'm like, what well, listen to your guys' podcast all the time. And I, I'm sure there was a time when you guys were like, I want to do a podcast, but I don't know if people listen to it or I don't know if this or that. And I listen to it all the time. And I'm always like, you know, with my pen and pad, writing down notes for, you know, how I can improve. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, at one point, it was just an idea for you guys. And you might have doubted it at one point or another, but you went through with it anyway. And now you guys have all these people coming on your podcast and you're helping so many students and it's like amazing now. Oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for messaging, for having the courage to message everybody. And yeah, that's, that's crazy. It was pretty crazy. So go for it. Everybody listening, go for it. Be crazy. Be crazy. Exactly. Right. <laughs> be crazy. That that's gonna be our thing for tonight. Be yes. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Um Sarah, was there anything else? We don't have to include 
well, we can do this after we're done recording, but I wanted to ask you a question related to all of your stories and what you have coming up. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm not to put in the episode, but no, yeah, sure. But, um, so I always, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I always cook, like always meal prep. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've been meal prepping for a while and I'm the type of person where I literally cannot eat food if it's just like bland food like this, like chicken, rice, and broccoli. I can't do it. So most of the time I'm always like meal prepping and everyone is like, oh, your meal prep is like so extravagant. What's the recipe? And I'm like, I never write anything down. I just kind of throw some things in there. And, um, and so because I've gotten so many messages, I've decided to do like an e-cookbook. Um, so I'm kind of like in the works of getting that together and hopefully by the end of this month, I'll have it out for people to use for their meal prep. Um, and I think it's going to be helpful for sure for PT students because I, I literally don't have time to cook every single day with the amount that we have to study. So meal prep is the quickest way for me to make sure that I'm having food, making sure that it's nutritious and I'm not just grabbing fast food all the time, but it also tastes good. So I'm looking forward to getting this project together to even help even more people. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. Anything with food is the best. <laughs> and that's what, that's what gets us through school because who, I mean, who doesn't love food, especially if you're studying and that's your motivation. Like my motivation after studying on either on Fridays or Sundays is to go to the grocery store. Like if I can get through this one, you know, one more hour, then I can go to the grocery store and spend yeah. a little time. And yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. I love going grocery shopping. <laughs> that's so funny. Do y'all like to cook? Yeah. We've been for, in living together for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we did. Gabby cooked. She got to see how, how many potatoes I would eat in a week. It's kind of a stupid amount. <laughs> have lots of chips and salsa. It is a great time, but yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think we have so slightly funny. different cooking styles. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think like, if you, as long as you cook food that like tastes good and it's not bland and boring, like for me at least, if, if I cook food that's bland and boring, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Like it's, I'm going to Chick-fil-A because I'm like, I have food at home, but I don't really want to eat it. So let me just stop here on the way. But so now I'm like trying to work on these meals that actually taste really good but it's a quick thing for you to grab and go um, being a student. That's going to be amazing, first and foremost. I'm I hope, excited. I hope so. It's another crazy thing. Hopefully, people like it. <laughs> we'll oh, see. I, I can already tell you, I'm going to get it. Like, no doubt. <laughs> I'm getting the ebook because <laughs> that, be, that will be so helpful. And it's nice to, um, it's nice to have different options, too. And you're not making the same thing every week. Cause I know I tend to do that, but mm -hmm. I, I need to branch out and have more options. And I think having that, uh, especially for any student who's meal prepping, then that will be really helpful. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to putting it out, but we'll see how this goes when school starts on Monday. If I'm still able to get this cooking going, we'll see. <laughs> oh, class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's starting on Monday. I should be happy, but let's be honest. It's only been two weeks, and I feel like I need a little more time. Oh, yeah, I feel you. So what classes do you have coming up? So we have MSK3, which is like our spine. Our, we have a class totally dedicated to spine. 
Um, ooh, I probably should know more. I think we have neuroscience two and neuroanatomy two. Um, I think we have physical therapy practice two. And there's two more classes, but I'm not sure. Oh, we have biophysical agents. And that's all I can remember right now. <laughs> I'll know when they send me that email on what I should have read by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great though. You're going to have a great time this semester. Yes. I know you will do amazing in your second year. And I'm excited to see what your next year looks like. I mean, you have so much going on right now. And for everyone listening, who's like, I want to get in touch with this person. How mm -hmm. do they get in touch with you? So I think the easiest way for most people is Instagram. So you can send me a message at tourdaydpt on Instagram, or you can send me an email at tourdaydpt at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Anybody who wants to reach out and there will be people reaching out to you for <laughs> sure after they listen to this episode, then um, go check it out. And it's going to be an amazing next you know, few months getting into next year. And we're excited to uh, see what's ahead. Mm -hmm. For sure. I'm excited to see what's ahead for you guys. I, I feel like you're constantly growing and you're constantly getting better and better. And there's only positive things ahead for you guys. So I'm excited to watch y'all's journey. Oh, thank you. We're on this yeah. journey together, guys. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I'm from Texas, so I'm always saying y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he said it that much. <laughs> okay. No, I, I keep it to a minimum here. <laughs> Y'all's to a minimum. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, man. Well, I'll only, oh, man, should I say it? I never say y'all, but I feel like I should. <laughs> Are you going to end it with a y'all? Like, yeah. Have a good night, y'all. I can't even say it. <laughs> no, it's like, we hope you enjoy this episode and hope you have a great night, y'all. That <laughs> just sounds awkward. <laughs> you gotta say like, good night, y'all. Like, Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.